Ring, ring, ring. It's really good. Do it again. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. This is a. Who is this? <laughs> Do you have the right number? You don't recognize my voice. Oh my God. Really good. Is this. <laughs> Jerry from State Farm? First off, it's Jake. (laughs) Maddie, something's happened to your voice between now and two seconds ago. Yeah. Matt, we haven't called him anymore. No, I'm just over here. (laughs) I'm just also here. Um, hello? (laughs) We're paging someone else in. Oh, okay. Okay. You I'll page her in. Okay. Wait, so uh, nice to meet you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. What? Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, how's it going? <laughs> you sexy thing. Ha- oh. <laughs> No, I'm just taking it to a no, not a comfortable level. No, an no, uncomfortable level. No, this is good. I didn't mean to this call is you good. Up, I, no, I, I, I didn't love, mean to be I love talking on the phone. What's um? <laughs> hey, what's hey. up? What's going on? So listen, I've got someone. By the way, this is Hope. Oh, Hope. Hey, your co-host Hope. What's up? This is Meg. Hey, Meg. Hey. hey. Sorry, I did that thing with my voice earlier. Don't even worry about <laughs> it. I love when you try new things. <laughs> Because I love you and I love everything that you do. Listen, we've got someone on the line. Oh my God, who's on the line? It is Maddie. Maddie, will you introduce yourself? Of course. Hello. (laughs) Hi. I'm Maddie Drosby. Wow. I make YouTube videos and talk about my feelings on the internet. The name of your your podcast is Emotionally Online, which is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant name. Absolutely. Because are my emotions so deeply tied to the internet these days? Very, always. What a disaster. We're going to get into that. Well, and today we're so excited to have you on our podcast. Yes. So I'm so excited to be here. Uh, We're just really absolutely (laughs) delighted. We should introduce ourselves with me, Hope Woodard, and me, Meg Rocco. Gorgeous. We got through that flawlessly. I think we just keep going. That was something. No, we keep rolling. I think we love it. That's absolutely, absolutely keep rolling. We're it's one, one take. Exactly. We one take it. wonders. Yeah. That's who we are in yes. this house. I love it. Yeah. Emotionally <laughs> online. I want to ask you, how long have you been doing the podcast and what was your inspo to start it? Yeah, I've been doing the podcast for like a year and a half now. I had a podcast before that was very short lived. Gotcha. And ultimately, I was like, I just want to do something new. It was like a few years in the past that I had done it, but I had always wanted to start a podcast again just to have more long form conversations about my feelings. What was your first podcast journey like? Because as I said before, I do feel like getting to the right thing in life is by doing it maybe the wrong way or doing it in a way where you're like, what did I do? Like, I just feel like we're all constantly learning and getting closer to the right thing. So Mm -hmm. like, what was this first podcast like? So it was called Girl Under You and it was mostly a sex podcast. (gasps) Amazing. Which was fun at the time, but I think I quickly figured out that I want to talk about way more than just sex. Yeah, I'm putting you in a box too much. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's what I 
did very early on. Sure. And I think as I was recording it, this was also like beginning of the pandemic. Okay. It was oh. like the first episode had come out like January, 2020. Yeah. Okay. And then it was like, okay, wow. not only I'm not having sex anymore. What yeah. is there to talk about? Yeah. I have nothing left to say. The and, market is dry. And so yes. it was yeah. just, we were, we were out of topics. We were out of things to say. <laughs> of course. Well, you were legally not allowed to have sex. Right. You had, yeah. And also, were you living at your parents' house during that time? I no, I was in New York. I was just okay. meeting my roommate in our tiny little apartment. And did you all make it through the pandemic together? Well, yeah. <laughs> and we not. And we don't have to get, get into, into it. it. We don't have to get into Unless it. Unless you would like to. <laughs> you can also tell us and we can cut it out. I mean, I'll say this. I, I was living with my parents and I almost didn't get through that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Like the pandemic will it either, was our, it'll yeah. break you. And if it doesn't break you, it probably almost broke you. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you yeah, made yeah. it through somehow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So pandemic rolls around and you're like, this podcast doesn't make sense. I cannot hook up. Like, I, yeah. you know, and so you pivot a little. Um, but I do want to know that like, you've been on the internet for a really, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Pre pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had your YouTube channel for 13 years. Shut up. Yeah. YouTube is such a world that I don't know. And like, yeah, it's so uncovered to me. Yeah. Okay. You, I looked at your YouTube last night. What, something like 300,000 subscribers on YouTube? Two so, something. Right. Yeah. That, but closer, bitch, we're rounding up. Yeah. Like, yeah. That number is basically 300. Yeah. It was yeah. like 290 or something. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming soon. Amazing. <laughs> like, to a homepage yeah. near you. Yeah. 13 years. Like, you have been putting in the work. Like, you're mm -hmm. obviously like an expert on like being on the internet. Like, how did the pan pandemic sort of change the way you do the internet? Yeah. Like, you know, totally. I, I feel like so. I've been doing YouTube for 13 years, but. Uh, I had a small channel up until like two years ago, okay. three years ago at okay. this point, maybe. So it was really like, uh, it was 2021 okay. that I felt like my channel really started to gain traction and you people started stride. to, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, but I, I think at that time, uh, I, I was so like inspired by the question of like, how can I make something, um, like it, that feels important or meaningful all in like the all in my bedroom of course yes. and so i feel like that it, i mean funny enough i actually ended up revisiting a lot of like the sex topics of course so i was like uh you know talking about not uh wearing a bra and going braless for mm -hmm. i was like three years at that point um and then i was talking about like how to feel confident on top and it was just like all these things that i could sit and talk about that Amazing. were maybe like larger not necessarily me talking about my sex life sure. but talking about like my opinions on sex and what i had sure. learned yeah and um yeah it just it 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 worked all just me in my bedroom yeah wow it's so interesting because so people don't know this you do <laughs> but i have been watching your youtube videos now for probably about a year and a half two Love years it. and i think 2021 was around the time yeah. that i like came across some video of yours popped up on my homepage, and i was like she looks cool yeah and then i and then i watched it and i was like oh and now i'm going to watch everything actually <laughs> as a matter of fact i was like perfect i love that yeah and i just remember feeling from the jump and i i feel like your 
your content has always had this kind of through line of, like you said, like being very emotionally vulnerable and authentic and in a way that is still protective of you and like mm-hmm. your personal life and like your, you know, real world life. Yeah. But also in a way that still resonates, obviously, with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, which totally. I think is a incredibly difficult and fine line to walk. And one I think you do like expertly. Thank you. And I'm curious, like, because obviously you've been doing YouTube for like 13 years. Has it always been that way? Like, has the content always mm-hmm. been that way? Or or did it start in one place? And I imagine it started in one place and kind of evolved yeah. as time went on. Totally. When yeah. I first started making videos, I was making music videos. It was just like me... <laughs> Which on is gorgeous. My webcam. Yeah. Doing little jump cuts and throwing every single effect that was possible for me to throw on it. Yeah. On it. Are your original YouTube videos still up for They're the world to see? All private. But I <laughs> I, I, I do. want a private show. <laughs> I want a private show, please. I'm like, please. The thing is, we gotta like, see. The, the music videos I think are like so cute and endearing. And I, I would show everyone those ones. Yes. It's more like the vlogs and things that I did in right. high school and college. I'm I'm mortified. Actually, I'm probably more mortified of my college self than I am of my high school and same, middle school self. Same, yes. same. High school self, you're like, I actually I found she's old- cute. She's endearing. There's she's a lot of like earnestness to it. Yes. She is emotional and she is somehow wise. Yeah. yeah. Like I found some old I found some old journals uh when I was like back home a few months ago and I was going through this journal that I vividly remember writing in. Mm. And I was like 16 and I was like reading and I was like, oh my God, this girl knows exactly how she feels, yeah. what she yeah. needs, who she hates, yeah. who she loves, you know. So like I bet those high school videos are like emotional and insane to watch but my college self oh a freak i don't know her i know that's how i feel (laughs) my college Mm -hmm. video is like there were so many things that i put on the internet that now i would be like you would have to like waterboard me to get that my head maybe i don't know why i willingly posted some of that shit to the internet could you give an example like of one that just like is do do you do that thing where you think about (laughs) your old videos safe for you (laughs) (laughs) one that you feel safe (laughs) sharing (laughs) sharing yes i don't mean to put you on the spot like that i i like uh, i I feel like i would talk very candidly about a lot of my dating experiences okay, at sure. that time in yeah. a way that I would never talk about them now. Just like mm. name, number, address. Like oh, you know I was saying, ever, <laughs> this was a story time era of YouTube, right? Well, I was so going to say, like, you had to really get in there with the nitty gritty. Yeah, share is everything. Like, this is kind of so, like um, Emma Chamberlain era. Yeah, this is like Emma Chamberlain, uh, Tana Mojo. This is like 2015, 2016. I know nothing about YouTube, so I'm loving this lesson I'm getting today. <laughs> yeah, it okay. was like, I used to do these like they i called them like uh fuck boy stories and they Amazing. were just compilations of every single date that i was going on every single time i hooked up every time i had a story about anything ever unfiltered you got the whole thing wow oh, no. <laughs> wow wow I, wow i would never do that sure, now. Right. But sure. Also, i'm not dating losers the way that i was in college definitely sure. so in college i had a lot of stories to sell now thank god i don't really have a lot of stories right. like that to be totally. like, it's like at the time i was dating for the first time all of these horrible 
horrible, awful people that gave me so many stories to tell. And I was like, in well, New York. I'm going to be sad. In New York. Yeah. So you've been, the, in the, okay, during this YouTube era, you're in college. Yeah. So you're telling stories about fuck boys you're dating from college. Yeah. And also like the number of fuck boys in this city yeah. is, yeah. is unmatched. It's impressive. So I'm sure you have plenty of stories yeah. to tell. Yeah. Oh, many. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which is perfect because today's topic is about first dating experiences. Love it. Yeah. Did you like that segue? <laughs> Beautifully done. Me being like, Meg, take that exit and when you yeah, see yeah, it. Take yeah. that exit oh, when you me. see it. That's me. Get off the road. <laughs> listen, we could go on. Listen, we've, listen. <laughs> We could go on and on and on and on. When Hope and I recorded, we did like a a like a trial run recording of this Mm. podcast before we did our first episode. Well, also we recorded our first episode twice, and our trial run that we did, I think we talked for three straight hours. So chatty about a couple of chatty Kathy's. Not a thing. Look, (laughs) no, we didn't even have a topic. No, we didn't even have. We didn't even have a pretend topic. They were like, like, let's just see what happens. It's so fun, and we kind of. It's so fun, and we kind of did that to my roommate the other day because we were testing this new equipment. Okay, and he walked in. We were like, Josh. Sit down for a second. And we got some We've sequence got out of him. We got some sequence well, out of him. Well, we got some dating stories out of him. <laughs> we did. Because talking to boys about dating yeah. is a whole... Because, Meg, it's tell her what happened with the texting at the table and the number and the... Oh, well, so one of my roommates was seeing someone mm-hmm. and he was telling my other roommates, also two straight men, about this story on like Sunday morning. They were doing their Sunday morning gossip sesh that mm-hmm. I love to join in on. And I like walk out and he's telling this story to them and he's like, yeah, like she basically texted me asking to, for us to have a conversation, like defining the relationship. Hmm. And I was like, well, why don't I call you? Because we shouldn't have this conversation over text. And he was like, I called her and there was some noise in the background. And I was like, where are you right now? And she was like, oh, I'm at dinner with some of my friends. I just stepped outside. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, he says this and he goes, he goes, isn't that so strange? Like blah, blah, blah. And I, and my other two roommates were like, yeah, that's so like, I've never heard of that. And I immediately went, they were talking about you. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. They, the yes. whole group crafted that. Yeah. Like, exactly. They were yes. all sitting there I'm like, and send it yeah. and do it. They were like, and yes. if it doesn't go well, we're all right here. Literally. Don't even worry about Literally. it. Literally. Send it. <laughs> Send that. And it's so funny because every girl that has come over says that immediately where they were like, they were talking about you. Literally. And they were like, no, call him now. Call him now just to get the answer. Yeah. Just so that it's out of your head. Listen, let's just declare about it. Right. And so we can enjoy our dinner. Exactly. Exactly. Do you all like a phone call with the situation shift? Like, do you like to just, you love it. Yeah. Go ahead. What's your strategy? Because someone told me I was in a situation shift for a couple of months that was quite devastating stating honestly and i was just so deeply desperate (laughs) and good and so uh he would enjoy he liked a phone call and Mm -hmm. i was talking to a girlfriend and she was like oh my god the best thing you can do is just call someone like what's your strategy when you're dating someone do you text you call what do you do I, I try to be more of a caller. I love mm-hmm. when people call me. Uh-huh. I am constantly nervous that I'm going to call someone at the wrong time and be like such a burden and inconvenience. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I often you call like, and you're immediately like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Was this a butt dial? No. I need to be given the like, okay, I'm a caller first. Cause some people are so weird about it. Of course. You know? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't. I get anxious on calls. Do you? <laughs> I get. I get really nervous, nervous girl. Because I'm like, okay, now, 
Now, what are you going to say? That's so, yeah, I get really nervous about it. So I'm definitely like a texter. But the thing is, is that like my situationships, quote unquote, I, really, I've had like one, one and a half uh-huh. in my uh-huh. entire life. Right. And I've never been in like a, in like a real relationship. Right. So like that for me, it's kind of something that I've like avoided. Uh-huh. And when it happened, like for real, I was like, oh, I hate this. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is so yeah. deeply confusing. Right. And, and I actually like yeah. gave that person a deadline uh-huh. where I was like, I'm putting in this much effort until this day. Uh-huh. And if you can't like come back to me with that amount of effort by then, then I'm never talking to you again. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was just exhausted of by course. it. But okay. So we've skipped many steps. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hopscotch which we love to we love, we to, love, to, we love to flit around like little butterflies let's go back here let's get over here let's come back here but so i know like from the content that you've made and stuff like that like mm. dating is something that you love to talk about yeah. online and you know i've i have heard you talk about in your videos before that like you kind of started dating more in like college mm. and i'm curious like what that progression for you looked like like where did it start because i feel like when i started out people just wanting to hook up versus yeah. people wanting to, to date, mm. like to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like didn't know what to do with like my body or my yeah. voice or mm. anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, like how that progressed for you as time went on. And was there yeah. a moment for you where you were like, I think I need to change my approach yeah. to this. Yeah. So I had, ha- I never dated in high school. I had my first kiss after I graduated high school. So uh. it was just like all of my young life was just like so much crushing and wanting mm. and the longing but then nothing ever happened mm. and we love to yearn I just had none of that when mm. I was younger so then when I got to college <laughs> and I'm in New York and I'm on these dating apps and suddenly yeah. like for the first time in my life there are people that are interested in me Options. and so I was like oh my god this is like a whole new world right like, never this has never happened to me before right yeah. and I was also like incredibly naive in thinking that like other people would treat me the way I treated them oh. and so yeah. I feel like I went on dating apps and my I never was interested in a hookup and mm. honestly at that point in my life I was like so naive to the fact that anybody would uh I guess like the ways that people communicate and like I don't know people are so vague about what they're looking for on the right. apps yeah. uh-huh, so true I just like assumed the best of people Uh-oh. and I you know Uh-oh. learned quickly that I I very I was very liberal with my benefit of the doubt and who uh, I was giving it to. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of my early dating experiences, I mean, I think the first guy that I dated in New York to this day is like the worst person I've ever dated. Can you give us a little juice? Can you give oh, us a little tea? For sure. So he's like <laughs> a demon. Like, is this like your first heartbreak? Would you say? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So definitely. He, I, all of my first everythings were with this guy. Mm, how long were you together? Um, we were never official. But how long we, was he confusing you? Yeah. For, for how long was he being a fucking menace to your life <laughs> yeah. and your like well-being? Eight months. Okay, great. Uh, okay. Eight months of being great. a menace. Yeah. And so um so when we first met, our first date basically spanned the course of three days. Oh, you just got uh, together and stayed together? Yeah. Well, it was like one of those things where we went on a date on Friday night. That was our first date. And then we were together for hours. And he was like, do you want to go out again tomorrow? So we ended up going out again on Saturday. We went and saw a midnight showing of The Breakfast Club at oh, the IEC Center. So romantic. And you're 18. 
I'm 18. And you're yeah. like, I'm about to fall in Cut. love. Yeah. And this is like yeah. so romantic to me that we're like of being course. together all weekend. Yeah. Also, you've been waiting your whole life to move right. to New York, kind of. Yeah. As yeah. the listeners don't know, we did talk about that earlier. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> then I ended up spending the night at his apartment. And then that Sunday morning, Super Bowl Sunday, we but- got in there and we did everything. <laughs> Oh my god! And you'd never done anything. I'd never done anything. Oh my god! Two historical events all Super Bowl Sunday, twenty sixteen. Was it literally Super Bowl Sunday? It was literally Super Bowl Sunday. Do you know how? In the morning. Do you know how to play? play? (laughs) You love football. Love sports. Yeah, big sports girl. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel? Like, were you scared? Were you relieved? Were you? What were you feeling? I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because I really thought that like this was something, and that we just had this like romantic whirlwind of a weekend. In my head, I was like, of course, this is going the direction I wanted to go. Wow. So I enjoyed that first time. Of course. Well, (laughs) and you like taking away the fact that he's an absolute piece of yeah. POS. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy the moment? Yeah. The sex was good. Definitely. The sex was always good. That's the only credit I'll give oh, him. Oh no. Is is that he always made me feel like safe and comfortable yeah. in that way. But yeah. never trust a guy but, who you have good sex with. Yeah. Like I don't wanna no. Yeah. If we're having good sex, I don't need <laughs> yeah. to be with you. <laughs> right. Like, like if you know what you're doing, you're not the one for me. Yeah. Like, that's not marriage material. Yeah. Be bad at sex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you don't need to know. Hope and I don't know if I totally agree with what unless you're you've been, unless you've been in one committed yeah. relationship for four years and that person taught yeah. you right. No, I get it. I kind of love being able to like teach someone Te- a thing I like or to two teach as well. Sorry, Meg. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just actually, the lone. I'm just the lone over here. I'm being dramatic, but it does make me raise my eyebrows. I'm like, oh, you did that a little too well, yeah. you know. So what happens? So you you uh, are extremely vulnerable with him. Mm-hmm. You give him this thing that is kind of precious. Did you feel precious about it, or did you feel like? I also want to ask, how was this your freshman year of college? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like a huge thing to happen your freshman year. Yeah. When I feel like already emotions are so high and you're like, I'm experiencing such a different version of my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now this thing is happening. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. So what happens? Like, yeah, you all sleep together. Uh, You're in love. Mm -hmm. He is how old? We didn't ask. He was 21. Okay, so he's like in your range. Like, yeah, like he was a range. senior at NYU. Oh, easy. Okay. And, and so, you were a freshman. And I was a freshman. And so what kind of happens from there? So uh, it, it turned into a thing where I would see him like multiple times a week. Sure. We would hang out. We went on dates. We would sure. hook up. It yeah. was like the whole thing. But then there was no progression of uh-huh. it ever and uh-huh. there was always like a a wall between uh-huh. us i mm. felt that wall that yeah. i at the time didn't know how to communicate that i even felt i of course i was like i don't know i was so baby about yeah. everything yeah. i had no idea how to ask for what i wanted to talk about my feelings unless i was prompted to talk about them uh-huh. i felt like so scared of saying or doing the wrong thing that i was absolutely just following his lead and being like well i guess maybe this is just what it's like i didn't know right. and um i want to know like who you were talking to about your feelings yeah because freshman year of college like you're you're trying to find new friends yeah like is your mom a good person to talk to mm-hmm. like who was sort of your support do- during all of that yeah I have like a a lot of really close friends from my childhood. My Amazing. best friend and I have been besties since we were seven years old. Amazing. So oh, that's um, beautiful. 
Yeah, people like her, and then I was really close with my freshman year roommates okay. as well. So okay. they all knew him, and okay. they did not like him. No. Which is so funny that, like, because yeah. I've had that experience, too, where it's the people closest to me in my life are like, hey, this person yeah. seems like a terrible <laughs> person. Yeah. Like the worst. Yeah. And you're like, I'm like, you don't know him. Right, you yeah. haven't seen what I've seen. Right. <laughs> when it's like, in reality, it's like, oh, the people closest to me in the whole world are saying yeah. that I'm being treated poorly. Maybe yeah. I should listen to them. But love will make you do crazy yeah. things and i love is blind love as we say whatever <laughs> like i was dating this situation and meg would meg was so honest with me meg would just shoot me straight yeah. every single time his name would come up and i'd be like well she'd be like so you're gonna end it and i'd be like no <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was literally <laughs> the conversation would be like, i would never walk away from this <laughs> the conversation would be like I don't like him. He doesn't give me the things that I need. I don't enjoy hanging out with him. He makes me so stressed out. And I was like, oh, yeah. So you're going to like break yeah. up with him. And she was like, oh, I'm seeing him tomorrow. He's like on his way over now. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So how did you all finally end? Did you, were you like, I'm sick of this? I'm calling it off. Or did he just like disappear into the ether? Did he die? Yeah, he might disappear. It was like, there was a lot of back and forth towards the end. He at one point, like, I moved into an apartment with some of my friends and he was over one night. He was leaving while my roommates were coming in. And one of my roommates pulled him aside and was like, leave her alone. Wow. wow. And was like, she is so sweet to you and adores you for literally no fucking reason. <laughs> right. You are the worst. Leave her precious heart alone. Good wow. friend. Good friend. Very and good friend. After she said that to him, he did sort of fuck off for a few weeks. <laughs> They always come back. They they back around. Around. He came right back around. They always come back. And at that point, it was like in the summer. And that summer, I was going back and forth between my hometown and New York because yeah. I had had the apartment, but also it was like, right. I'm a baby and I want to see you my go, mother. Yeah. You go home. After, yeah. yeah. You totally. Yeah, of course. So I was going back and forth that summer and he and I were having a lot of like text communications. And I came to New York for like, uh, okay, he's moving to Prague which I had known. Okay. He's moving to Prague to teach English okay. after graduating. Oh, sure. Of course he fucking is. So I'm already <laughs> mad at this guy. <laughs> oh, you teach English abroad? Yeah. Fuck I you. <laughs> I knew that he was moving to Prague at the end of July. So I had planned this like week that I was come going to come to New York and we were going to hang out. We were yeah. going to have a little time together. Yeah. At this point in my head, I right. was still like, well, maybe we can be together and it'll be right. long distance. But yeah. I'm telling you, I've had such, I was so optimistic about right. him for yeah. no reason yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> so We've been for a long time. <laughs> so I came back to New York for that week. And the whole time I was there, he was ghosting me and he wow. was impossible to make plans with. That's and so, so at the end of that week, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going home, I guess. I go yeah. home. No more than 24 hours later, this uh -uh. man texts me and uh -uh. says, you need to come back to New York. He's a piece of shit. And you honestly. know what? I bought that Greyhound bus ticket, baby. <laughs> of course. I got on that fucking Greyhound bus. <laughs> Because in my head, I was like, he, he made a mistake. <laughs> he he wants to be with me. Exactly. He has seen his ways. Yeah. He has had an epiphany. He's so running I, to me in the rain. <laughs> this is what it felt like. And so I come back to New York. And what does this man do again? He ghosts me. No. So I don't hear from him. And I start moving on with my life. Wait, whoa, he moves whoa, to Prague. Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you go home. He says, come back. You buy I the come back. ticket. You come back. Go get back him. to New York. You get back to New York. Get back to New York. And he does not meet Ghost up with me you. Again. You're yes. 
He is twisted. And he I, is twisted. He is twisted. He did everything so, and I was so sweet. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, you're your Yeah. Of course, like, sweet. yeah. He was a demon, but it gets worse. It gets so much worse. I can't even tell I you. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> uh, the worst part of the story. I yet. can't even imagine <laughs> that. You know that. You know that John Mulaney quote that's like, "Do you want me to kill that guy for <laughs> you?" That's like coursing through my body right yeah. now. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. So, okay, I can't believe that's not even the worst of it. No. So, okay, give it to lay it on heavy. Yeah. Lay it on thick. What so he moves to Prague. I move on with my life. I stop thinking about him. Stop caring about him. New Year's. That year. So it's six months later. Okay. New Year's. Sophomore year of college. Yes. Okay. Sophomore year of college. He texts me for the first time since we didn't speak for six months. For the love of God. Saying leave me alone. that he was back in New York for New Year's. So? And he wanted to see me. No. And I know you were excited. And I was like, I literally got this text message and sobbed. And all my friends were like... Oh. If you must. Yeah, exactly. And, and I hey, was like, I must. That's a good friend. Yeah. Because honestly, a good friend is somebody who will tell you the truth, but who will stand yeah. by you no matter what you do. Yeah. Who's saying like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a good idea. We know this isn't a good idea, but if you need to do it, go ahead. And <laughs> Lord will be here tomorrow lesson, and we can bitch. talk about this. Learn your lesson, bitch, one more time. <laughs> sure. So he ends up coming over to my apartment that night. We have sex whole whole shebang happens again yeah. and he was being very lovey with me that night saying very um yeah just saying a lot saying of, all the right things yeah saying all the things he knows you want to hear but at that point i was sort of like out of the like i knew that it was bullshit You'd woken yeah. up a bit. so i was like he can say all of this but i i think this was like a good like closing the door for me mm, right and then two months later this man doesn't have social media uh, he did have Facebook, which I only knew about because it was under like a fake name, but I'd seen it on his laptop one time where he went to the bathroom. Anyway, is he a spy? I don't know. What? From? I mean, he was a weirdo. He had no social media, Facebook under a fake name. That's why I moved to Prague. He's running from somewhere. Yeah. So uh, I, at one point, like two months later, was like, mm, I wonder what he's doing. Let me look at his Talk, Facebook. Cause that was don't. the only thing that I had. Ugh. Oh my God. What'd he's you engaged. <gasps> and he's been engaged. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Maddie? What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? I was like, well, that this makes is sense. The worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and then in my head, I was like, so how long did he know her? Because he just moved to Prague. Right. The engagement happened in November. We hooked up December 31st. <gasps> wow. Did you did you did you address it? Did you ever like reach out to him or her? Never. No. Now no. I would. Meg, yeah. Oh, really? In my present state, I absolutely would. Because wow. I've been in similar situations yeah. now. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or I have. Yeah. Where you were with someone who was with someone and you found and out. I found out and I told her immediately. Yeah. But wow. at the time, I was so... I was almost like kind of scared of, of like... If, sure. If I did say something if he was going to be mad at me or make me feel like how dare you do this you're such a creep why'd you how'd you even find this yeah like, and I, that's I their felt, power yeah is because they mm -hmm. have this power of like you doing the right thing yeah but he has his claws so deep in you yeah. that the right thing feel, makes totally you feel scared wrong. but throughout, yeah. throughout the whole entire time i was with him he always made me feel like how 
like my emotions were too much. Mm. And this is where it started for me because this has been like a problem throughout my life since. Yeah. I have always felt like I feel too much. Yeah. Like I'm too emotional. Like mm -hmm. I, I was felt like I was a burden for caring right. for having like, uh, he just wanted to hook up, but I started having feelings and that right. ruined the whole thing. Yes. Oh God. And so I felt like well, I was had a always say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only we knew. Well, Maddie, if only we fucking knew. He was already taking oh, my care God. of someone yeah. emotionally. Yeah. He was stretched thin. He can't yeah. have two. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Unbelievable. You poor thing, dude. Yeah. So you like carried that with you. So like Meg has told me that you gave up dating for a year. Yes. And was, did you have like a few more lessons? lessons with men like that before you got to that for point. sure i feel like throughout like the years that followed i had a really hard time saying what i wanted asking for what i wanted setting boundaries because right. i was so scared of mm. coming off as too much of being mm. overwhelming of being too emotional and i like I so badly just wanted to be seen as like cool and hot and mm -hmm. mysterious. And I'm just none of those things. <laughs> like, Well, first off, you are cool and hot. <laughs> mysterious to be argued. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I can't, I can't like fulfill that role for people. Yeah. And I think I was trying for a really long time to be that because I yeah. thought that's what people wanted. Right. And I think I just reached a point where like all of my relationships, I, and like dating experiences, I was so unsatisfied with all of it. And I knew that I had like such a deep fear of saying what I wanted and of like course. owning it. Yeah. And I think at this point I was like coming to terms with the fact that I had been made to feel like I was too much and it right. wasn't my fault that I felt this way. Right. And that I needed to like take a step back, take some time to not date and to just be with myself and work through the like trauma and hurt that these other men had made me feel yeah i'm I wanna, curious yeah. i'm curious um not to no go go step on your words um i'm curious like where you're at with that now like yeah. do you feel that now you're like yeah i can get into a relationship and like be vocal about the things that i want stand up for like myself my boundaries etc or is it still kind of like a challenge for you because i feel like i I struggle with that, even though I have improved yeah. like over time, I still struggle with that. Like in the mm. moment, I feel like I'm so, it's so ingrained in me mm. to do the opposite thing where I'm yeah. like, whatever you want, just defer mm. to them. Yeah. So I'm curious, like where you stand with that now? Yeah. So my year of no dating was 2021. So it's mm -hmm. been like two years of dating since then. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm a lot better at yeah. like setting boundaries and asking for our, for what I want now. Mm. Um, just because it feels so clear to me in a way that it didn't before. Yeah. So now I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm so uninterested in people that are not on the exact same page as me. Yeah. So I'm like, let me just be clear because I want you to be clear with me because if this isn't a match, this isn't a match and I'm not going to take it personally right. We're just looking for different things. And I right. like, need to know. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm really good at least in like that department of like yeah. what I'm looking for and making sure we're on the same page and being mm. vulnerable and saying like, listen, I'm not looking to hook up. I'm looking to be in a serious relationship. Yeah. I'm looking to pursue that with someone. If that's not on the table for you at all right now, if you are emotionally unavailable, then like, I'm not the girl for you. Yeah. yeah. And 
I just need to like put that out there and say that. Yeah, and let's be not like, waste let's, anyone's time. Yeah, right. right. Just so we're on the same page. I think I definitely still will have moments where I do feel like a fear of being too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what I've learned uh, now is like in those moments where I do feel sort of like a fear or I like get nervous to say something or mm. be like totally vulnerable. I'll usually just let myself take a beat and be like, okay, if you're really scared right now, you don't have to say it right now. Mm. I'll let myself sit on it, keep it in, work through it. And then mm-hmm. maybe in two days mm-hmm. I'll give them a call and I'll say what I was thinking. Yeah, It's like, I don't need to get mad at myself for not being able to say everything right in the moment. If I'm like, panicking and it's you know old stuff is bubbling up for me and i'm starting to worry about if i'm gonna be too overwhelming or how they're gonna react or like if they don't react the way that i hope they react how am i gonna feel and like how am i gonna take care of myself in that and you know of course so i think it's been good to just let myself take a beat and like yeah feel how i feel before sharing it and know that like i am still being uh truthful to myself and to my boundaries and I am being vulnerable even if I have to take a beat before I do it of course mm-hmm. I think this is something Meg and I have both been talking about in like a in a few of our recordings is like gathering ourselves mm-hmm. because like when when I go out like I don't drink very much and like I try I try to stay sober I'm saying I don't drink very much because I've like had a couple of glasses of wine and but I, yeah. I don't go out and drink mostly yeah. sober so, mostly sober yeah. so so when I go out I'm always like feeling anxious <laughs> and mm-hmm. I want to run you know what yeah. I mean? But mm-hmm. like, we've just been talking so much about like taking a beat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Collecting ourselves yeah. and like making an informed decision. Totally. You know, and like, I'm not the first person to say it, but like doing the whole like responding and not reacting thing yeah. is mm-hmm. something I am getting much better at. Yeah. But I think in my early days of dating, I was like, react, react, react yeah. all the time. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm like you, I'm so sensitive. Yeah. And I feel guilty for asking for too much. Mm-hmm. And I like jump in. Uh, way too soon. I go too deep way too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that cancer in you. It's true. Well, yes, I'm a, I am a cancer. I don't have cancer. Sorry. <laughs> you are a cancer. <laughs> I'm a water sign. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> really quickly want to clarify. You're astrological That'd be sign. crazy if I That'd dropped it like that. That's it's how you that find cancer in you. <laughs> but like, okay, so I'm <laughs> I want to know, like, what was your catalyst to going no dating? And I also want to know, like, I'm so hungry to hear from mm. you on this because, mm-hmm. like, it's this, it's a journey I'm thinking about, thinking about stepping into. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have stepped into it, but I broke my own rules the other day. I've been telling everyone, all my closest friends, Meg included, <laughs> that I'm boy sober. Yeah. And uh, I've been telling the internet I'm boy sober. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, like, this will be a two-parted question and we can, you know, just see where the conversation goes. But I want to know what the catalyst was, like mm-hmm. why you were like, I've got to do this thing. I want to know like why a year. And I want to know, like, did you give yourself rules or did you just say like, uh, like cold Turkey, no dating, no nothing. It's like, it's not happening. Yeah. Like what walk me through that a little. Yeah. I think one of the guys that I dated, uh, I guess it was towards the end of 2020. We yeah. we had like met on Hinge sure. and we're talking for like months. Sure. Before ever meeting. Doing, yeah, because it was like pandemic time. Right, so it was right, like right, a right. lot of just like Messages. phone conversations. And yeah. then, um, 
we hang out in person a couple times and then it's just like slowly the communication starts getting shittier and shittier and I was so frustrated I was just like if you are not interested just say that right it's like why do they hate saying that uh, just yeah uh, uh, just Just tell me how you feel it it, just communicate how you're feeling exactly right gonna i'm just gonna say cool thanks for letting exactly. me know and i will move on, on. yeah but i don't want you to move on oh it's so the fucking thing annoying it's like they want you there they don't yeah. want to be honest about how they feel because they do kind of like yeah. you yeah but they just want to keep you within reach yeah right you know and so i think i like reached a point where i was like i I'm so tired of this. It's the same thing every time. Right. And I am not confident enough to stand up for myself or right. ask for what I want. And right. I've got so much stuff to sort through myself. So let me just not. Yeah. And honestly, it was the easiest and most enjoyable year of my life. Okay. Well, tell Love me it. more. And I'm like, you include me a little bit Sorry, more. Babe. <laughs> That's my bad. You're like, and I'm what? like, what the hell? That's my bad. I'm like, <laughs> This is my this is my work wife and my lover, my co-host. Um, that's my bad. I'm just so hungry for it. No, I know. Yeah. I'm I know. So I know. Because you know yeah. me. I'm like, how do I give up men? I know. How do I do it? Yeah. And like, how do I walk away from it? And yeah. then it's like, I think it became easier for me when like I felt like there was a rule, and it was just like, mm, it's okay. this year, and once this year is over, we can reopen the door. Mm-hmm. But it's it's off the table right now. And that is all. I'm mad that you. I'm I'm mad at you right now. <laughs> that that's the answer because i knew that was the answer like because i was i said to someone the other day either like you or julia or someone i was like i'm gonna make myself a list of rules Mm. but then i was like every time there's a list of rules you can who what when where why your way out of them Mm. you know what i mean like if i have a couple of rules i'm just so creative about breaking them you know (laughs) and i knew that was gonna be what it needed to be which was like take it completely off the table no hooking up no texting, no, no flirting, no nothing, stop. no dating, nothing. Stop. No was there men. Maddie, nothing. What? Shut up, dude. <laughs> All right, enough. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're, right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Was there ever a time during that year where you either like broke it or came close to breaking it? Fabulous question, Meg. Thank there you. There was a time where I came close to breaking <gasps> Ooh. it. And why? In, yeah. yeah why did, it, why did you come close to breaking it? And also what stopped you Gorgeous. from doing it? Somebody that I was interested in had came back around. Uh-oh. As they are wont to do. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And um, was, yeah, definitely making a pass at me, wanting to explore. And he had seen my YouTube videos, so he knew mm. that I was not dating. So I think he was being a little like, I'm here. I know that you're not. But also, like, I think he was trying to get, like, a hookup out of me, basically. Yeah. But, like, I know you're not dating, but I'm still interested in you. Well, so, uh, he was like, so I've watched her content. Yeah. And I know that she, like, won't give me a relationship right. or won't want that from me. But, but what if I get some sex out of me? Yeah, exactly. Wow, what a little freak. So twisted, um, (laughs) yeah, there, there were a few conversations that happened, but I think at that point I was so like, I know I'm getting much clearer on what it is that I want and expect from someone. Mm -hmm. I have a habit of dating people who, like I said earlier, feel safe. Yeah. And it's like, I, it was something I'm hoping to get out of this year. And it sounds like this is what happened for you is like, 
really knowing that I like someone, like knowing mm-hmm. that I want to bring them into my life. Like, I feel like right now I'm kind of dating just because I don't want to be alone. Yeah. And it's like, I want to like choose someone. Yeah. And I do think like you, I owe it to them as well. Like I totally. owe it to whoever I'm dating to be able to be like, no, I actively want you in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I am not listen. Like I'm kind of the fuck boy in a lot of situations. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I won't agree and I won't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm working on it. And I am working on that. Okay. It's like, I, I either am the fuck boy or I am in love with a fuck boy. I'm like, never, uh, it's never about, there's, it's never about the scale is always here, here, you know, totally. I'm curious, like what, what did you, actively do during Mm. your year of no dating like what were the steps that you took because you you had these feelings of like okay I know that there's stuff I want to work on in myself Mm -hmm. I know there's stuff that I want to process and like move through and I want to establish better boundaries for myself and other people but I'm curious like what that process actively looked like was that like getting deeper into like therapy and like trying to like listen to yourself more like what was what was the actual like nitty-gritty of it so 2021 was also the year that my channel was starting to do well. And I think Uh, this all connects. Yeah. Because I think I was focusing on me so much more and like the goals and dreams and the things that I want for myself Mm. that weren't being in love. Mm -hmm. Because I think love has just been like, I want it so bad. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like always there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like Uh, when that was off the table, I had so much more brain space to focus on like the things that made me happy. Right. So it was like, I was really creative during that year. And I feel like I... I was purposefully taking a lot of time to like sit and reflect journal. I did go back to therapy Mm -hmm, and like get deep inside the corners of my brain and start unpacking the shame that I had that I had been taught about my feelings. And yeah, yeah, it was just like a very creative, very emotional year. Yeah. Mm. And it was literally the best 2021 was like a fabulous year for me (laughs) wow that's very encouraging to hear yeah well it's so it's interesting because i i i felt so similarly for so long where like my whole life growing up was just like yearning for these people who did not care if i lived or died and like and being like but if i can get them if i can prove that they can love me yeah then that will like fill in all the cracks and recesses about like things that I don't love about myself. Mm. Totally. And I don't, I think the whole, like you mm. have to love yourself before another, like, I, I think that that is bullshit. Like you have to love yourself before someone can love you. I think that's very silly. However, what I will say is that like through my own kind of experience with similarly, like establishing my own boundaries, figuring out what it is that I want from people, figuring out what it is that I want in romantic relationships, and also just figuring out what it is that I want in my life. Mm. Those things have kind of filled in the gaps that I thought only romantic love could fill. Mm. Totally. You know, where I thought like, oh, that is the capital S solution. Yeah. Mm. Where now I'm like, oh, well actually like all these other like pillars of my life are the things that hold me up yeah. and like the romantic love obviously yes I still want it mm-hmm. yeah of course mm-hmm. I would love to be in love yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not this thing that feels like I need this or I will right. die mm-hmm. yeah you know if I don't mm-hmm. have this it'll mean something larger about like my lovability mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah say that again <laughs> 
<laughs> Say that one more time. I was like, I actually need to like hear yeah, this. Sorry. Could you repeat that? Like, so right. Like being actively romantically loved someone does not impact like ge- your general lovability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like if you oh, are boy. lacking that, that doesn't Ooh, mean that you're not lovable. <laughs> yeah. You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I hate and you. During that year of no dating, I feel like I clung to so many of these little like mantras and mm. one that I clung to a lot was you are loving you are lovable you are loved and mm. I would repeat that that was like I ended like all of my journal entries with that mm-hmm. and there was like every like quarter I felt like there was something new and even when that guy came back around I actually looking back now think it's a great thing that he did it was a yeah. test it, it gave me an opportunity to like actually put into like action the things I had been thinking about yeah and it was like around that time after like he sort of came back and made a reappearance I started clinging to like you can't say the wrong thing to the right person Mm, and like the love I'm looking for is also looking for me the love I deserve exists Mm -hmm. because I exist all of these little like phrases and reminders write these down (laughs) those are what carried me (laughs) for that year and just send them in an email (laughs) like we're not recording it (laughs) But I feel like even to this day, like those are phrases that I repeat to myself all the time because they do feel like very truthful reminders that feel like really hard when you're trying to work through like the shame of, I don't know, feeling like you're a burden and you're too much and you're too sensitive for caring about people and for wanting love. So now you're dating again, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think we might have already spoke to this a little bit, but like, yeah, what's been the biggest difference? Like you can just sort of say what you need more. You can call it out more. Like I think I'm like my, I'm so much braver and like more more open with how I'm feeling and I'm very much like I'm going to say how I feel and if you don't feel the same way that doesn't I don't have to take that personally or take that to mean like because you don't want this with me or can't do this with me that means like something bad about me right and so I feel like I'm just uh, I'm way more comfortable saying what I'm feeling saying what I want and Mm. like moving through the response um in a way that's like gentle with my heart yeah that's so nice and like so full of compassion yeah which i think is like a very beautiful that's i've been i've been trying my trying my best at that as well i think like you know hope it's so interesting you said like in your household it was like you have to find a boyfriend Mm -hmm. mine was such an interesting and again like love my parents they have since evolved and changed and our relationship has evolved and changed. But something that I kind of felt in my household growing up and something that I felt kind of outside of my household too, was like, you are never going to get a boyfriend Mm. because of your body. Yeah. Mm. And before you even think about like what you want in a relationship, you have to lose weight. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing that I grew up with, Mm. which is like me losing weight was Mm -hmm. the access point to being loved. Mm. And that was 100%. Yeah. Mm. That was like a very difficult thing for me to like divest in my brain Mm. as I got older. And even like, and we've talked about this, like when people started expressing attraction to me in college, I didn't believe them. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you're just being nice. Yeah. Because it was still so ingrained in my head where I was like, well, it's, it's literally not physically possible for someone to find me attractive with the body that I have, because that's what I had been taught for so long. That was like such a weird, vicious cycle of like, I need to lose weight in order 
to find love. Right. But also in the meantime, I'm going to consistently try to prove that these boys can love me. Right. So to prove that I am lovable without Mm. doing this. Mm. And so that was like a really difficult, weird, complicated and tangled thing to address once mm. I kind of got to my breaking point of like, no more. <laughs> of course. I still, I still cannot, I, like, I cannot deal with this anymore and I cannot mm. be treated in this way anymore. Right. Um, right. And so... I don't know what my point is. Was we all that. have so but, much to unpack. Yes. We all have so much to unpack. Way to bring it home. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was like, cause, cause, and we too, we all come from like different, such different walks, you know yeah. what I mean? But we are all impacted by the way our sweet yeah. parents tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just try their best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like, yeah, it's such a, I think what's nice is that now I'm kind of at a point where it's like that in my brain is just something that I'm like actively rejecting all the time. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, that Fighting is not the narrative that I choose that right. is not the narrative that I want right and uh and that's something I need to do yeah but yeah. I will say also like because you guys have very different experiences for me where like I didn't have sex until later in my life yeah and it was never tied to emotion for me right ever right. so that was also something that I never had to like factor in was kind of like sexual trauma yeah, yeah. That just like wasn't for me luckily like it just like wasn't there right because I had sex for the first time and I was like that was awesome yeah that rocked I'm yeah. never gonna see well, that person ro- again <laughs> <laughs> to this day I don't really remember his name yeah yeah <laughs> just gotta yeah so and I was like I was sick and that like was that fun. was that was like my whole experience with it yeah but that had our that came at a point where I had already done so much work right internally right to then get to the point where I'm like okay now I feel comfortable like yeah being with this person right. in this way right um so as sort of a closing question I would love um to know like a piece of advice like your your number one piece of advice on like going into dating hmm. like you know what would you say to someone who's like I'm like dating right now and I don't know what's going on or what to do or it's just a mess and then your number one piece of advice to someone who's ready to take a break from dating mm-hmm. kind of those two things and then we gotta hang up this call I mean we've been on the line we've been on the line for a minute for a minute <laughs> we started so we started so uh, shocking surprisingly <laughs> we started in such a unique and interesting yeah. way a unique way yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah to sort of like round it out because that's like where I'm at right Mm -hmm, It's like, mm -hmm. what's your advice for me on like going into this year of um, reflection and solitude? Um, And what's your advice to someone who's maybe coming on the other side of that, is on the other side of that um, and is wondering like, okay, where do I even get started? How do I do it correctly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for advice for like the year of no dating, year of solitude, I feel like so much of my year of no dating was like exploring other types of intimacy with friendships Mm -hmm. and like other connections in my life that are Mm -hmm. non-romantic. And I feel like developing those connections and pouring more of myself into those types of relationships Mm -hmm. was so good for me because it's also just made it like the, the, the intimacy and like closeness Mm -hmm. and vulnerability that I have with these people in my life are now like the bar. Mm -hmm. And it just has, um, I think it also just made it easier because it was like, I have a full life Mm -hmm. all on my own, all without dating. Mm -hmm. And so I think I would just say to like, 
take time to focus on you and your people mm. and your connections that make you feel like full yeah. and loved and safe. Yeah. Um, because just because you're taking a year off dating doesn't mean it has to be like the loneliest year. Ever. Yeah. yeah. It could actually maybe be the fullest year. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. And then I think like for people that are getting out there and dating, the thing that I feel like I say the most is like, you, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Mm-hmm. So, when you're getting out there and you're dating and you are in your head being like, I really want to say this thing, but I'm so scared to say it to them and scare them off or overwhelm them. Mm. I need you to take that moment to like be brave and be courageous and speak what's on your heart Mm -hmm. because the right person for you is going to be able to receive that Mm -hmm. and sit in it Mm -hmm. and talk with you through it Mm -hmm. and even if it's not reciprocated you'll still have like a peaceful situation there you know like the wrong person for you might hear that and react in a way that we're you know we don't want but now you know that that's Mm. not the right person for you so it's like I I always just want I never want people to feel the way that I felt when I was in college just feeling Mm. like a burden for caring like it was such an inconvenience that I I started giving a shit about the people that I slept with where it's like, Mm, that is such a normal human thing to like Mm -hmm. give a shit and care about people and Mm -hmm. don't let anyone make you feel bad or like you're Mm -hmm. too much or overwhelming for doing that. You're not. Mm -hmm. That's a reflection of them. That's Mm -hmm. a projection Mm -hmm. and the right person for you will not make you feel like you're too much for being a loving little sweetheart. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. What a gorgeous (sighs) way to end and wrap up. We're going to be able to catch up in a few months and I'll have to let you know <laughs> if I've broken my rules or something. I know. You're, it's really exciting that you're kind of like me. You like Meg told me, she was like, oh yeah, Maddie gave up dating for a year. And I was like, okay, well, she's my new spirit guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you'll really get to watch me mess up. I'm sure I'll yeah. break my rules again, but Hey, Hey, I believe in you. We got to re we got to relearn lessons sometimes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. am ready to really learn it this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, Maddie, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, thanks for I having mean, me. Just an absolute delight having you on. Oh, and I knew it would be this was so joy. fun. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Okay, okay, everyone. We're gonna hang up now. Bye, love you. Bye, love you. Bye, love you. Aww. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> Ding.